there's something in sharing your stories face-to-face, I would say, especially face-to-face that just, it's so powerful. I don't know if anything replaces it or if there is any better way to break down barriers than that. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Lauren Beefus of Memory Lane Jane. Lauren, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thanks. It's so great to be here. I'm excited. Yes, definitely excited as well to have you on the show hearing about all the awesome things that you're doing. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Lauren so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Lauren is the founder and chief historian of Memory Lane Jane, a national life story writing company that partners with individuals and families to preserve their loved ones' life stories and legacies and custom heirloom books. Lauren's company is based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where she lives with her husband, four kids, but she travels around the country interviewing and working with life story clients. Lauren, super excited to have you again on the show and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So since you're always asking everybody about their stories and hearing all those backgrounds, I wanted to flip the script a little bit, hear a little bit more about what I call your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Great. Thank you. Yes, I know. It is always nice to be asked questions because I am always the one inquiring about everybody else. Yes. Um, I think I like to talk too. <laughs> I like to share <laughs> about me. So yeah, I, let's see. So I started Memory Lane Jane in 2017 and that was just after such a long journey and I won't go into all the details and, um, but just kind of briefly, you know, I, uh, went to school, I went to college for writing and journalism and got a job as a rookie newspaper reporter right out of school. And started meeting a bunch of World War II veterans and they were, their stories were so incredible and they had never told anybody. Nobody knew. And I would even, sometimes their wives would smack them on the shoulder and say, you never told me that we've been married for 40 years. You know, <laughs> And so I just, it kind of planted a seed in me there because I was thinking, wow, nobody's going to know these stories, if they, if they aren't recorded, if they're not asked. And so I just started on the side going with an old tape recorder, you know, you press the two buttons down and put it in front of them. And I would do that when I, you know, had a day off or whatever, I would just go sit with these guys and ask questions and record it for their families. So that was the beginning of me just realizing, wow, there are so many stories out there that are incredible and not just World War II veterans, everybody. I mean, their story, especially to your family matters. And so um, that was, gosh, 22 years ago. And so I you know, went and moved into different writing jobs and still just have this over the years, this kind of, oh, there's something here. I don't know what it is. And so a bunch more experiences. Um, and then about about 10 years ago, my husband's grandfather said to me, gosh, I really want to tell my story. He has a huge family. I want to tell my kind of the patriarch of the family. I want to tell my story to my kids and grandkids. I want them to know. And so he said, I know you know how to write an interview. He said, all I know how to do is talk. (laughs) 
So do you think that we could do something here? Put it in this beautiful hardcover, full color, 150, 160 page book. And he didn't tell anybody in the family. And so he bought, I think we had 45 of them printed. And then he surprised everyone at our family Christmas gathering. And they all opened them up at the same time. And it just brought the house down. It was incredible. I mean, everyone was crying and just couldn't believe it. And I think for him, it was this validation of his life. And so anyway, that in that moment, I knew this is what I want to do. This is what I, I just think every family should have a book like this of their stories. I appreciate you so much in sharing that. And and, and so many times I feel like I always say that when you tell your story so many times, there's so many other stories that are wrapped into it. And we sometimes forget and think that we're in silos. And I absolutely, I'm a journalist at heart. My love stories, love all of those aspects. So, so, so much of that resonated with me because I, I love, and there used to be a uh, TV show. I think it was like, or a segment, maybe everybody has a story and it would take kind of unimposing people and talk about their story and all the awesome things that you're doing. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. It's incredible. It really is. There's something so powerful about looking in someone's eyes when they're telling you their story and you learn how they came to believe what they believe. And you might not agree with it, but it's been humanized. And so, and they're a human being that you suddenly come to love and care for, and maybe you don't agree, but there's something in sharing your stories face-to-face, I would say, especially face-to-face that just, it's so powerful. I don't know if anything replaces it or if there is any better way to break down barriers than that. So, I mean, I'm a little biased. Yeah, well, I'm biased as well, too. So you have me in that camp, too. So I definitely will will co-sign and agree to that. I wanted to drill down a little bit. I know we touched on a little bit on how you work with your clients. Could you take us through a little bit more and on on your process and how you um, serve the clients you work with? Sure, sure. Yeah, so I'm in the middle I'm, you know, about three, well, four years in now of realizing, wow, I started out with one process and I'm doing some refining now because you don't know until you know. <laughs> um, but typically, so I um, inter- I will meet with a, a potential client and then we go through what, do, what is our vision for this book? What do we want it to look like? You know, how many hours of interview, that kind of thing. And so that ranges. I mean, that could be six to 30 hours, I mean, or whatever they want. And so then um, once we kind of get the green light for it, I will, um, we just start interviewing and we break that up over chunks. I usually say, you know, 90 minutes, two hours, that's all people have to kind of go down memory lane. It's exhausting. And so we break that up over time. Um, and then I get all of those transcribed. And then um, I work with some amazing, I have a writing team, three different writers. And so we take the kind of, I almost compare it to like throwing down a 5,000 piece puzzle on the, the table. You have all the pieces there, but you're putting them together and weaving them. We're trying to keep their voice intact so that you can say, I hear my grandmother telling this story, right? But that it's cohesive and it's something that is enjoyable to read. And we don't talk like how we read. We, you know, that needs a lot of work. And so my team puts that together. Sometimes it's me, it's fairly collaborative. And then at the same time, we're gathering pictures and mementos working together. And then we send it off to a really great short run printer. That's typically how it works. That would be kind of start to finish. 
Awesome. 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 Appreciate you, you know, sharing that. And, and also too, I love that kind of analogy of the, the puzzle pieces because it, it mm. seems like it really can be lack of a better term, custom design according to that person, their voice, their experiences. Yeah. And I really love the creativity that I imagine comes about from that. So I wanted to ask you, you might've already touched on this, but what I wanted to ask you for is what I call your secret sauce. And this could be yourself individually, the business or a combination of both, but what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Ooh, that's a great question. I love good questions. Um, I think for I think for me, and I always hate saying this because I don't want it to come across arrogant or, but I honestly think the secret sauce is me. I love I love people and I love their stories. And so this isn't um, and there are some kind of big box options to preserve your stories, and they're great. I think however you can preserve your story, you do it. But I think I would say, so there is, you know, they're shopping at a Target or, uh, you know, which is great. Target's great. But then there's kind of this more personalized kind of personal shopping experience where you would go um, and you're treated kind of to this high end experience. And I would say that's what Memory Lane Jane is. It's this very custom intimate, it kind of, I know I hate to keep saying experience, but it really is. I need maybe a better, different word, but I think, you know, most of our clients will say, um, besides actually getting the finished book, their favorite part of the whole process is just the time spent doing interviews. And that's with me. I do the interviews. So that's the one thing that I haven't yet. And that's part of growing and learning when to give things away and train up people. And I'm learning that. Uh, but yeah, and so I think it is, it's just a very custom personal experience. I think part of your secret sauce should be you. I mean, you're bringing the passion, you're bringing the vision. And so I think I'm able, because I'm so obsessed with this and what I do, then I think that's contagious. And so it's, a, I think, a unique experience for our clients and a unique experience for myself staff because it's just this kind of, we think we're doing the best work in the whole world. And that is coming from me, the leader, just, you know, going on and on and on about how amazing this is. So yeah. Nice. I, I love that secret sauce. And I think especially because you see the, I guess the secret sauces of so many people and their experiences and their lives, I can definitely see how that would be, you know, something you, you would zero in on. And I think the ability to be able to, you know, of course, see that within yourself, but also be able to get that out of other people as well, too. I imagine during these interviews it is extremely powerful and being able to kind of provide those. I was thinking of concierge type services. It sounds too, yes, where thanks, you get yes. that you get that yep. experience that you can't get anywhere yep. else as you would want because your life is unlike anybody else's. So you want to make sure that you get that concierge experience so that you can share your story and leave a legacy and do so many of those awesome things. So I absolutely love that. Yes, that's a great, I've used that word in the past and have it for a while. So thank you for that reminder. There concierge we go. <laughs> is exactly, it's exactly that. Yeah. Is it? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I love that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? That's a great question too. So I read this book and I'm totally going to botch the author. So called deep work a little while ago, it was fabulous. So I'm a very distracted person. I'm all over the place. And so he talks about where you just set up these short kind of sessions of deep work. Your phone is off, 
internet is up. And this isn't particularly for me, I think as a writer, I have to have creative thinker and um, I have to have these just really structured times where I can't be distracted and do anything else. So that has been, um, I'm trying to find the author really quick too, because it just, the book was so, oh, Cal Newport. Newport. Cal Newport. Yes. yes. Thank you. So that has been really huge. I would say, so Cal Newport, Deeps Works, and then the, another book, The War of Art, has been huge for me to just re- realizing that there is, because I, it, I'm like, why is work hard? <laughs> why is creating hard? And I feel, I sometimes feel like, well, maybe I'm just not meant to be a creator. Maybe it's just, this is just me. I don't, but this whole book, The War of Art talks about how, no, this is kind of a universal thing that there is actually the, it's like the universe is, there's resistance all the time to creating and doing amazing, beautiful things. Absolutely. It is not, it's not hard just for you. It's hard for all of us. And it is so important (laughs) that we continue to kind of share that because that's when I think it starts to demystify and brings that connection and those stories and those opportunities to realize that we're going through this together so that we can all make an impact in our unique ways. And so um, you might've already touched on this, but I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this is a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I have this kind of this nagging feeling a lot, which I know a lot of people talk about as imposter syndrome and that, oh, you're not really cut out for this. If people really knew, right, that they, they'd never hire you um, or your company. Um, and I just have to, I think that's a big one that I've, again, have learned that that is through community, that that is a universal experience and thought. I wouldn't know that if I hadn't been honest about that feeling and talked to others and read and listened to podcasts. And so I think that would be know that everybody feels this way. Um, you do amazing work. That's a huge <laughs> nugget. And that's, that might even be a mountain. So I absolutely love that because I think so many times, uh, and by the way, if you run into my younger business self, my present, or even my future business self, make sure you tell him that as well too, because I think it's something that we realize that it doesn't go away. It's something that creeps up, especially when we're going to the next level or we're getting uncomfortable going to that next thing. It's always that imposter syndrome. Oh, I'm going to be found out. I'm not good enough. I don't have this right or that right. And I'll be known. But I think one of the things that has helped me out as well too. And you kind of alluded to that is we realize that sometimes the people we look up to, the people that are most quote unquote successful and however we define that have that. And they, the only difference is that they continued on. So once you start to do that and you start to realize that you can, we're, we're, as we're talking, writing our story of success. And that's one of the most powerful things we have to remind ourselves of. It's true. Yep. I totally agree. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Lauren, what does being a CEO mean to you? I've found something that I think is incredibly important and needs to happen in our world. And so I have a vision and passion for that. And I think as CEO of Memory Lane, Jane, it is communicating that passion to everyone else that's involved. And so I think, okay, my job then is to train up and empower, train others to then start telling 
you know, they can tell as many stories as I can, maybe more, maybe they'll be even better. Truly appreciate that definition. And I, of course, appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working. Great. Yeah, no, I'm just so grateful to have been on here and just to share um, some of my story and journey and hopefully bring some encouragement to your listeners. And so, yeah, I mean, you can find me at uh, memorylanejane.com. You can find me at Lauren. I have Memory Lane Jane on Facebook, on Instagram as well. We'll definitely have the links and information in the show notes. Appreciate you so much and reminding us of that impact that we can have and that legacy that we can start to build and remind other people of. So thank you so much for doing that. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.